A new 10-episode series just dropped on the streaming platform Peacock called Rutherford Falls. On today's episode, we're going to break down that plot, talk about the reviews, and see how it compares with other modern sitcoms. Hit the intro. We're both familiar with Michael Schur's work. From The Office to Brooklyn Nine-Nine to The Good Place, he even wrote an episode of Black Mirror, Nosedive. And in preparation for this show, I asked you to rewatch the Parks and Recreation mediocre pilot. And now that you've seen the pilot to Rutherford Falls, how similar are the two shows and does Rutherford Falls have the potential to turn into something special? like Parks and Rec. The two shows are pretty similar. Parks and Recreation deals with the environment where Rutherford Falls deals with statues and if they should be removed or not based on the possible racist history that they might have. And I always want to say that a show has a chance of being better. It does have potential. But in the end, Rutherford Falls also reminds me of Parks and Recreation because of just how awful this pilot was. I was not you did, a fan. You didn't like the pilot? No, I really did not. Okay, and go into that more. Okay. Also, so, when you said statues being the center, like it's not the statue isn't meant to be the focus of the like it's about the indigenous population that has been oppressed for a long amount of time, right? Yeah, the statue is of Lawrence Rutherford, who I believe is Nathan Rutherford's uh, grandfather. The thing is, though, is that it starts off with a car smashing into that statue. Reminded me a little bit of AP Bio when uh, the science teacher smashes into the school thing within the first scene. That was probably the funniest part because it was just a statue in the middle of the road. When I read about it, it reminded me of the Simpsons statue, the Jebediah yeah, Springfield yeah, one in the middle of the town. Yeah, it basically is that. And a cop is interviewing the, the woman who smashed into it. And she's like, why is there a statue in the middle of the road? And he's like, I don't really know. It's a symbol of Rutherford Falls. And then she's like, well, that's dumb. And then it to the intro so i had somewhat hoped that this was going to be a funny show but soon afterwards is when we cut to nathan rutherford who again is ed helms and he's kind of giving a tour of this place that he owns he's a historian yeah a historian. And he has like a museum right right yeah and, and he's giving a tour to this teacher who's really into him her name's miss fish and then all these students who are kind of touching the artifacts and he's like oh no okay you know, put those down because everything has to be exactly as it is and it's if one thing's very obvious about this is that he's a big fan of lawrence rutherford his grandfather so yeah. he does not want to move that statue at all but people see it as a hazard but the thing is is that this show also reminded me of mr mayor in the sense that Kind of with that show, they put Ted Danson in the middle of it, and it almost was like they told him, hey, do whatever you want to do because people like you. But this, the thing about that show was was that at least Ted Danson had like a lot of credits to him, so it was kind of funny seeing him play that character. With Ed Helms, he's a good actor. I like him. But he did, he can't really do improv or anything of that he's, sort. He's from improv. Well, I mean, in the sense of this if show... If you're saying that he shouldn't be the main character of the show, you're not the first person to say that. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. He, but do you think that the her his co-star, Reagan, Reagan yeah. should be the main character? I mean, I think she would make more sense to be the main character. She actually had more of a plot than he did. She's trying to open up this cultural center. Was and... was Nathan's character supposed to be like Leslie Nope, where he was just really into the, either the history or the municipality yeah. of whatever they were running? Leslie Nope, but less, uh, less ditzy, but also just less enthusiastic. He didn't really come across as likable in the episode. And in, in full, if I had to give a quick synopsis of the full episode, it's that... 
people want him to move the statue he thinks he is and then he doesn't that's what do you mean he thinks he is like he has a plan to move it to his museum but in the end when he is giving kind of a speech in front of the whole entire town as to why he's going to do that he gets an uproar from people who don't really see it as that big of an issue and they start coming up with actual complaints about the town and because of that he gets really angry and is like you know what the statue is just going to stay exactly why does where he have ultimate is. authority is he like because you said the mayor asked him to yeah, move it the mayor it, that, and he's just a historian that, right? yeah that's something that i also had trouble with the show is that the mayor for some reason you think that she would be able to just be able to like sign an order or something for him to have to move it but in the end i guess because he is the grand it's his grandfather and because of how much the grandfather did for the town they just leave it up to him i suppose and so by the end of the episode the statue's still standing in the middle of the way the statue's still standing and there's no sense that it's going to be done like even with the parks and rec pilot by the end of the first episode you get the sense that okay well they're this is what they're going to do they're going to replace it with a park and you also get a good sense of the characters here like there's closure to there's the closure episode? here there's absolutely nothing it's just the fact that the statue's still standing and i assume that the rest of the 10 episodes are going to be how they decide to either move the statue we get a little scene with terry who like i said is the main person of the minishanka and he's wanting to start this he's operation. the main antagonist yeah he, he, he we learn he's an antagonist it's almost supposed to be kind of a twist by the end of the episode where he is like operation lightning is underway and he gives a couple folders to people it's a you're, operation you're, yeah, you're, you're jumping earlier. around a lot here yeah so well i'll go back to reagan reagan is someone who wants to open up a cultural center uh, she has some minishanka blood in her how does she know nathan uh, she knows they, I guess because they are good friends. They work on in the museum together. Okay, so there's no like backlash to them as kids. No, because the age difference no between the two of them the is show. about ten years, and I was just curious about yeah, that. Yeah, no, there's nothing like that. Basically, though, we know that they kind of think sorry, the same way. If Leslie Nope is supposed to be the Nathan character, then who is Reagan most similar to? Uh, Ann Perkins. Oh, that's a good she's, one. She's nice and uh, not a season's sorry though. No, yeah, I was I was okay. wondering if it was Tom, but then when I saw how much of a dig Tom was in the first episode of Parks and Recreation, I was like, yeah, that's that's not Reagan. Uh, but Reagan wants to speak to Terry like midway through the episode. She wants to open up this center, and he says, well, if we're going to do that, we're going to need around six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and we're already funding schools and all these important programs that he lists off. And Reagan feels a little self conscious about that because she's like, I didn't know that we were funding that much, and then is probably my favorite line of the whole entire show which is terry being like well because of how much money it's going to be and i i just don't see it going anywhere i'm out which was obviously a shark tank line which you mm -hmm. know again if this shark tank line is the best line in the whole entire show i think you have a big problem a lot of but it you was, said reagan's character there was nothing wrong with it she probably would have made more sense as the main yeah, lead probably. it's her first big acting role um jana schmating uh, she's a podcaster and was actually hired as a writer for the show before she got the part. Um, and one of the people who were on her podcast, Woman of Size, was eventually the showrunner of the show, Sierra Teller Ornelas. And she had her own New York Times write-up before the show came out. Mm -hmm. um, she is Navajo, the showrunner, born in the Edgewater clan, went to U of A, Worked at the Smithsonian Museum of American Indian. Are you sensing kind of the connection yeah, with the shows? Yeah, no, definitely. I and was surprised that Terry was the antagonist, though, because it seems like they were trying to paint them in like a good light, like they should. And so to have him be well, the antagonist she, was a little. She bit actually has a, a point to that that I'll get to. But in two thousand nine, 
uh, Sierra went from working at the Smithsonian to getting this writing program, this diversity writing program on, I think, Happy Endings, that TV show, mm, yeah. and then just worked her way up from uh, writer to producer to showrunner. And even though it was Ed Helms and Michael Schur who originally had the idea, it's really her baby since she's always felt that Native Americans and indigenous populations in general are portrayed as either invisible or kind of just side characters. And there's so, even there's even a part in this episode where um, they kind of describe racism, where Nathan is talking about how he doesn't want to move the statue, and then people are like, "Let's take our country back!" And they're speaking to Nathan, and Nathan is like, "Heck yeah, Debbie!" And then um, Reagan is like, "Take it back from who?" <laughs> like, so I think that they were trying to kind of send a message there. Yeah, I don't think the show is really trying to disguise that it is about a cultural message and things are better with change, but. The showrunner didn't want the story to come across as some ham-handed like course correction for culture and make all the indigenous people um, like perfect heroes of the story. Yeah. So she wanted to create the complex characters and show that everyone, anybody, can be a human. And uh, and Terry's character is representative of that because in his mind he's not necessarily the bil- uh, villain. He's a businessman. Right. Um, later on in the series, I hear that he'll have more. Um, I guess, fleshed out uh, part. And he's played by Michael Breas, who has been on The Walk- Fear of the Walking Dead and Crazy Horse. The reason that Terry wants to start this operation is because Ed Helms goes viral. Basically, when he's giving the speech about why he doesn't want to move the statue and how he's not going to, he gets really, really angry. And then Was someone people filming film it? it. Yeah, people film it okay. and they put it online. And then a lot of people get to know about it. And then Terry yeah. sees that as an operation for him to... Specifically, to does Paul F. Tompkins hear about it online? Or is that somewhere else in the show? Obviously somewhere else in the show. I didn't know. You're saying he's not in the pilot at all. I don't think so. Because I was going to ask you, does he do a better job being racist than the people from them? Since you watched that show last week. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I he's supposed to be like a podcaster on the show. (laughs) Oh, you, are you being serious right now? Because he literally has like a thousand podcasts, right? Yeah, completely serious. I think the problem is that most reviews reviewed the first four episodes because mm-hmm. that were those were the ones that they were given. And so like, we're just in, doing the pilot. If he's in yeah. the pilot, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. Fair enough. The LA Times called this a mix of a situational comedy and a romantic comedy. How is this a rom- this rom-com? This isn't a rom-com. I mean, I think that they're trying to set up something with Reagan and Nathan, but, but there's really nothing there. In fact, the chemistry between the two aren't really good a lot of the jokes were just them saying things that weren't funny but trying to say them in like a different uh, like tone i guess or a different accent a lot of the time like for example reagan and nathan are at a restaurant and she's this is supposed to come across as funny because she's trying to say it in a funny way i'm going to wait three years to five to start a project that terry didn't totally specify so she's bitching about Terry. Yeah, basically, because he didn't give her the money. Okay. But again, that, that was supposed to be so a funny So it's just sarcasm. It's, just, it's a lot of sarcasm, but it's, all, it's also just lines that didn't work. I was surprised that this got picked up. And this is 30 minutes, by the way. This is a 30-minute thing when I know that Parks and Rec, I know it wasn't on Peacock, but that was 21 minutes. And it seemed like they were able, they were able to get more done in a shorter time span. Well, this, it just felt like so they kept going. So there wasn't enough setup, you're saying? Yeah, there was. That is there. different than what I've heard. I've heard that it was all set up and that they felt like, it, yeah, there wasn't as many laugh out loud moments, but it was because the show was trying to put so many different things in place. Well, I mean, set up maybe like, like I, like I said, Miss Fish really wants to go out with Nathan. I assume we're going to get more on that Is that the line. rom-com that might be coming yeah, up? Maybe. Like, I know okay. they tried to make her funny, but she didn't come across funny 
at all. Like they, they You're not really saying anything about Miss Fish, though. Well, well, Miss Fish was barely in the episode. She was only in it for a couple minutes, and then she eats like an ice cream bar and chokes on it. That's the extent of her comedy. Well, they did have to film this during COVID. They came back in August and started shooting um, after having the original idea about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, they, at this point, it kind of seemed that way. They didn't have a lot of people on set. It yeah, it's supposed like. to be a small town. Not nearly Very. as gritty as East of Mayor or Mayor of Easttown or whatever. Yeah. But it does take place in New York in a small place, in Rutherford Falls. That's where it's supposed to take place? I had no idea that that was where it was. Well, I'm not sure if Rutherford Falls is a real place. I don't think it is because right. I don't think Nathan Rutherford is a real person. <laughs> Probably not. Um, let's just get into the reviews. Time and Wall Street Journal gave it mixed reviews saying it was uh, it had growing pains with an ending that wasn't particularly satisfying. Yeah, really unsatisfying. That's why I had you watch the Parks and Recreation to compare it and say, oh, well, this was crap, but also it got better, so maybe this will be the same way. Yeah, but, like, again, that at least had people that, and granted, I have seen more Parks and Rec, so that at least had people that I really enjoyed in it, like Aziz and Zari, and even though he's a dick in the show, he's really funny, and even funny in the episode, including Ron Swanson, you get a good sense of who they are. Chris Pratt, yeah, Andy. But here, with Nathan, it's like, yeah, yeah, you understand he likes it, Lawrence. He doesn't want to move his, his statue. But that's it. You don't get, like, an actual, oh, he's really nice, or you don't see him so do anything. So you just anything. didn't find the main character likable enough to set a series behind. Yes, but it's not even just the main. It's all of them except for maybe Reagan. Well, the AV Club and Vulture were more positive than Time was, and particularly of Reagan's performance. Most of the reviews like to highlight that this is the first Native American-centered sitcom, with half the writing staff being Native American, and praising it much like the Kung Fu series for being the first drama with predominantly an Asian American representation in their casting. The diversity is something that I think is good about the show, but that doesn't mean that the show itself is going to be good just because of that. Like, the jokes we get are really lame. For example, when Reagan is kind of just really sad, she's in the casino, you have two people come up to her and start making fun of her, calling her Hawkeye from the Avengers because she doesn't do anything. That's not a funny joke, that's just the fact that I It's probably a real experience that they adapted into it. It reminds me sort of like with Mulaney, remember that TV show? show, Where when he did the stand-up and he was explaining what happened to him it's hilarious right but when he tried to portray it in real life on a television show that's a comedy and kind of shot like a comedy it didn't come across the same yeah, way and you had also references that not only were old but really untimely like for example they bring up jenna marbles in this episode because when Uh-oh. because when nathan is bringing up the fact that he doesn't want to move the statue at all it all goes back to that one scene she uh one of the people is like why don't we have a jenna marble statue or a statue of my dog and it's like she's literally quit as of this point it, it, that's just poor timing well i don't know if it's poor timing or if it's more that the people who are writing in that staff are young but young from 10 years yeah, ago you, yeah that's what i was going on, on youtube i was going to ask because i felt like people they felt like that was new it feels like whenever you bring up someone like jenna marbles or some youtube person you feel like you're bringing up someone new but in this in this sense it wasn't i've got a lighthearted question what are the chances that the statue comes to life at night a la Night at the Museum. They make a joke of that. And Ed Helms has to keep did everything... You, did you read that they made a joke of that? <laughs> ...contained. No, but Ed Helms was actually in the second Night at the Museum. He was in that. an uncredited role. So it's kind of funny that he is a museum owner and that he's fighting so hard for a statue. Why can't Big Larry come yeah, to life? Yeah, there's a part in And this... why is he called Big Larry? 
Big uh, Big Larry because his name is Lawrence, and that was supposed to be that was supposed to be the joke where it was okay. like, why is he called Big Larry if he's supposed to be this big symbol? It's just supposed to be a funny way that they go about addressing him. But they even reenacted like Hilarious. what it would be like. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not funny. They would re they reenact Lawrence and Nathan reenact what it would be like if Big Larry came to life. If you have the budget to actually bring the statue back to life, pull Robin Williams on it and just like snap it back to life. No, I don't think that'd be that. a whole different show. Actually, you know, it would probably make the show better. So make the, <laughs> you know what point. the good place? I think the reason people liked it so much was that it took this outlandish clever writing. Well, it was clever writing, and then it was outlandish writing. Right, crazy things happened. That's, this this feels like nothing crazy is going to happen. It, it is going back to the Parks and Rec where you really are falling back on the characters, so you need to have really funny and, people. And you know, I'm, right? I mentioned Mr. Mayor earlier. That's that's why I was another thing I was going to bring up. Nothing outlandish, kind of like you were just saying. There was nothing about it that was really supposed to be. I felt like clever writing about it. He refers to them like the people that he's yelling at as boobs. And I'm just like, what, what What? am I watching at this point? Like, after a certain while, it just got to the point where I felt like they just were throwing anything at the screen just to try and get a laugh, and it didn't work. <laughs> well, are you sold on Peacock yet? Because with Punky Brewster, Saved by oh, the God. Bell, Brave New World, Rutherford Falls, is that enough for you to get a subscription? <laughs> I mean, no, obviously not. But I think... I'm, I'm, but in all seriousness, with the positive reviews that the show has received... I do think that it's going to get a second Look, season. Okay, well, I think that's almost guaranteed. You said at this you point. said positive because of diversity, but were there actual there, reviews that were like, "This is actually a good show"? No, like a one hundred percent glowing reviews, but at the same time, it has like a seven point something on IMDb. A seven. Well, there weren't as many <laughs> because it's only on Peacock. There's only like thirty some right. forty reviews at the time, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, it had like a ninety to a hundred percent. Oh God, I would but, I'd give this like a thirty. I really didn't. It, but it's what the, it, is the humor really? that cringe worthy compared to other things well, that are he, out okay, there. Okay, well here's the thing. If you're going to be watching this and you just have it on the back, I don't think you're going to hate it. But when you come to actually reviewing it, I was just waiting Plus, for you only any saw the joke. pilot. Put it through the pilot filter. The pilot, pilot filter, filter is should, so bad. It's it's it, still not you have great. To, okay. You give you give the I'll give the first few minutes. Like I said, when she smashes into the statue, I was like, oh, this might have something to it. But when you put it through the pilot filter, in terms of setting up the characters, in terms of having a good storyline that I want to see every week, it doesn't have. Did that. it feel too preachy to you? Is that what's really throwing no, you no, off? No, no, no. The message I'm fine with because I think that Were you just bored by it. I was very bored by oh, it. Okay. Yes. All right, so maybe it just needs time to make you relate to those characters, give those characters a better storyline. Right, so I have something. Yeah, Ed right. Helms, I, I also say this, I know I said it kind of before, but Ed Helms was really ridiculous. I could not buy him as the character that he was. Well, he likes to he, he, he likes to keep his fingers in a lot of different pools. Like he had that Jake and Amir show that he was going to do. Right. He likes to show up in different things, and he was a show creator here. I think, again, they tagged him with this newbie, this the person who played Reagan who got good reviews for, for her right. acting, but they felt that she alone couldn't hold the series because she's new. Right. And that's what you usually do. You team them with someone who's who's known I'll, in the I'll, comedy I'll, I'll end up by saying this. I watched uh, Rutherford Falls first, and I just my bar for comedy must have gone really low because I saw the Parks and Recreation pilot, and I didn't remember a lot of it, but I remember I didn't like it. And when I started watching that Parks and Recreation pilot again, I started laughing a lot at the <laughs> jokes. So, But again, you know those characters. Yeah, that's You true. know what they become. Um, before you sign off on the Peacock thing, the next year is going to have a few new shows that may change your mind. You have okay. the Bel Air drama, 
that's coming is that out. like fresh prince of bell yeah but it's there. going to be a it's sort of a reboot but a dramatic reboot of it <laughs> as opposed to a comedy oh god that sounds like the Medea dramatic movie that they're coming well, out i mean with. there's an there's an audience for it and I it mean, might be good is Who it knows? going to have will smith or he's executive producer i don't know if he's actually i think I, I don't even think that means he's going to come back i think he probably had something to do with the original so what if he came back and he played himself at 16 and they just did like the Gemini Man, like CGI. Oh, yeah. Then you also have a MacGruber TV show, no joke. Okay, like, I mean that, that eight, maybe, eight episodes. Maybe I know that they've been trying to make a second movie to that one. Yeah, I know the movie did horrible. But no, but they've been like people like it. it they're supposed to bring back the actual cast, right? That's what I'm going to keep asking for all of them. Because yes, if they, because I, if they think, can, then like there's no way they wouldn't bring back. I Will probably Forte have the most. Yeah, I have the most hope for that. Probably. And then Frogger, the reality oh, show based God. on the video game, sounds very interesting. <laughs> You know, that's just about a frog. It sounds like something I would make up for one of our games, but right. it, it's, yeah. it's definitely but it's real. real. Yeah. And that's good. Those, those are the additions to Peacock in the next few years. <laughs> well, I know that even though Saved by the Bell had kind of reviews that weren't liked, it did get a second season and it did get a ton of viewership. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's probably the biggest again, thing they have going we, for We them. know when we head into this stuff that the show can change a lot over the course right. of its first season. Yeah. The first episode isn't always indicative of the last in episode. In fact, a lot of the times the first episode on the pilot is the worst. I'm sure if Paul F. Tompkins had appeared as a racist, because I know that guy can go pretty hard on it. <laughs> I probably would like it a little more. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to take your opinion with a grain of salt from what i was reading okay but all right i don't see much much of it getting better but all right thanks for listening to our podcast we'll see you on the next one bye